when you are looking to build your lovely Ten of Pentacles. The work that it entails begins with your self-worth. Appreciation of the self only comes when you have opened up your heart. And in this case, as we already know from my lovely regular listeners, it's a whole three-year-old heart. So when you can return home to your true self, the restorative embodied self, you are given the opportunity to do this thanks to your oversoul. That is every single one of the people you meet in your life, every subject matter, anything and everything that is a part of your 24 hours. You are able to expand by tapping into the creative sexual energies, not in compulsive sexual activity and not in any way, shape or form with a label on this very aspect of sexuality. Now, when you move beyond spirituality and spiritual concepts and you are able to decipher the data from expanding educators as well as limiting educators, once you are an independent thinker, so you can with curiosity, decipher all that you are being brought, even by my own voice right now. Any person who is inclined to be their wholeness will hear words in the absence of emotional charge because you understand Mahasamadhi Samadhi. You understand how it is to allow yourself to take in whatever information is around and contemplate it. That is what it is to be a oneness consciousness brain. It's a person who has visibility on who you are. You don't need others to tell you about the book of you. You don't need good luck. You don't need a guide when making decisions. Your heart is your guide. Those who are returned home to their selves are people who do not have unknown to them trauma memory lingering. So people who are compassionate and unconditionally loving is who I am channeling for. The fragments of you are visible to you with clarity. You have awareness of what compulsivity and compulsiveness is. And you do have the ability to know how to maintain your heart body. Like I was saying, you don't need somebody to tell you what your path is or what the book of you is about. You're a human, you use your name, and you engage in information with curiosity, which means you understand that there is no truth really anywhere, but we don't move into those untruths either. So we don't use scripture with sciences and we don't fall for sciences saying we know everything <laughs> no you don't and the habitual working in progress for you is in dharma not karma you'll notice your own karma these aren't bad words and you don't use the 4d lingo there ain't no energy vampires or dark auras healing involves ego death but not in the way of the 4d plane it means that you are and have and consistently uncover through your emotional experiences healing 
So again, I'm sharing and speaking only to those who have a whole heart. It means you do not have a trust break towards humanity, that you see your entire globe as your home and your body as your home. You have your own yin and yang. That wholeness comes from being a person. And hostility is not something you see as present in today's day and age because you're able to be a Zen master of you, grounded in reality. And so you know that those who have a lack mindset and be jealousy, those who live a storm within their hearts, they have a broken three-year-old heart. They have implicit memory from their first three years of life. They have a brain structure that most likely has safety trauma, behavior patterns, and a brain that needs support to be developed if it wants, if the person wants. So there's good psych education. And family is always going to support you emotionally, not tear you down. The family, for anyone who comes out of a family that was not supportive, there is an understanding. There is an understanding of what transgenerational and cultural trauma is, the toxic masculinity. There's also toxic femininity. There's toxic anywhere if we really want to use that word. Let's not use it, shall we? Since toxicity is only within chemicals, but what we can state and know is that a broken three-year-old heart in any person's body will lead those people to not actually build. And therefore, with their envy and jealousy and lack mindset, they try to use what they can to feel better inside, which does not help anyone. But again, let's move out of those fragmented individuals. They have not taken the opportunity to learn from their tower moments and to be able and mold into the version of Purusha Prakriti that brings temperance, patience, that brings out their guru-ness, their own guru from within. Once you have mastered your mental and emotional plane, you're a person who's able to enjoy life. It's easy from your own body. The wisdom comes from that body and knowing how to harness the destiny that you wish to build. Also knowing what you were thinking of as destiny, but that you realized through the slumbers of sleep that guided you out of what was not for you outside the window gaining clarity through chains, change, change, and perhaps chains. Some of you had some change, change. Wow, that's a really tough one for me to say right now. <laughs> this is the part of love will not change a person. A person will change their self, but they won't really change as much as they return home to their true self, the sense of self that is felt from a person who returns to their inner child. It is the ability to have open-hearted, spontaneous relationships. We have plenty of securely attached people out there. We still have a lot that are not there. In fact, when you hear any blanket educator statements, I made a post yesterday. Let me read that one for you all. 
I don't know what I'm going to call this one, but the only way for me to channel is for me to be in the zone. <laughs> and I don't want to do video because then I'm busy looking at you all and that takes me out of what I'm sharing with you, which is guidance. It's spontaneous. And it's not precise, but for some of you, it might be something that you were seeking that you perceived would be here for you. And by chance, you ended up on the episode. <laughs> but also your relationship to nature brought you plenty of messages on how unique and amazing and what a gift you are to yourself, the world. And if only you would have known also what gift parts of your own story were to you. So some people from your past may have supported you to achieve this level of enlightenment that you are expressing with yourself today and that I am channeling somewhat. So it's for confirmation for those who have randomly come here. For my regular listeners, of course, you're on your own consistent healing journey. You have taken the wheel of your fate and you have taken the book of knowledge and made it your own. You know that your destiny is for you to take a chance on. And that's after a lot of footprints in the sand. Some led you to a false abundance. And some led you to an abundance that was true. And thanks to having the ability to see both, you were able to move out of the illusion of what was not true. So your certainty will have come from your left mode. You now have finally accomplished the actual integration using your right mode. You don't have emotions that you cannot work with or interpret. All emotions that come up, sensations, they have a sense. You know your story. However old you are, you made a wish and your wish did come true in the most mystical and magical of ways. Being able to become the authentic you. I loved you then. I love you now. And indecision, indecision brought you to seek, to take a risk, to gamble. Some aspects, again, were fruitious. And some were not, but they were still fruitious because you did get to find out through whatever it is that came around, which was the illusion. You got to see what you were projecting. And you gained clarity and were able to focus on what healing needed to be done from within you. So you must have had a relationship or more that led you to bring an end to your own inner pain from whatever childhood stuff you had carried with you and now that it's in your hands you can handle it you can hold it you can use it you can speak of it you don't project and if there were any types of compulsive activities they have also been unmasked and your authentic self is able to be with you as well as your ancestral wisdom in a way that leads you to being the balanced grown-up with the truth of your heart and the truth of your mind. So, as I was saying, you know exactly who you are and how to use information and build your lovely Ten of Pentacles. 
open heart, open sacral, and the strength of that lovely lion's roar with the balance of your masculine and feminine. A whole you. Welcome to those of you who are here. This is not typical of IHP content. However, sometimes I know that I will be drawn to do something like this. So this is channeled guidance from IHP community and anybody who feels obviously called to tune into it. I've not decided what I will title it, but let me close us out with welcome aboard and welcome here. It's again an honor to share with you these words and to close out with this little post that I did yesterday. Blanket educators' statements deceive the concept of education and create generalizations and stereotypes. They also limit human potential. And I would go on to write, so just to expand on one topic, I saw an educator making a blanket statement on regarding or regarding people and love. It's okay. See, I'm imperfectly imperfect. <laughs> I'm not going to go change that, I think. Or maybe I will. But making a blanket statement regarding people and love on how if it seems too good to be true, then it must be so, meaning the person will not turn out to be what they are showing you. So this was very, very um, done by the video of the person and like, I know the truth. Okay, so here's where I moderated how I wrote out what I'm going to keep reading to you in a minute. But when I see any person doing it, I'm like, okay, you're also a person who's sharing information in a certain way but then I think yes but I usually try to make sure that I say something about I don't know everything or everybody but then again this is a part remembering that we all can do the same is important it's a space that allows you to just remember you are an ego I'm an ego there's a subjective experience there's another okay but the way this lady, and it's the second video I see, and this is the person from that podcast, and it seems very much like they think that no person can consistently be lovey-dovey in my tubby, okay? So she uses a couple of examples, and then she says this statement, uh, if it's too good to be true, and she even uses the word perfect, and I'm like, that's bullshit, because anytime I've ever been in any of my relationships, and this is romantic, I've given my because I know who I am. Why would I hide me? Why would I take it slow? I don't need to take it slow. I know who I am. And the part about moderation and equanimity and balance is very much here. So the lady is, again, an educator who's making a blanket statement which deceives education because now there's a bunch of people who watch this human being and who say, oh, the telescope lady said. <laughs> and then there are people that love spontaneously and consistently who get into very, might I add, it's not even only detachment wounded people. Now we got educators again saying to people, don't believe it if it is it. That's not the way to pose anything. You don't pose it's these statements. Anyways, they make generalizations. And I've heard many people say, eh, it's too good to be true. Seriously, why? Why? There are people that are securely attached, okay? So I'm going to keep reading. And that's the point. Educators should not be making the ones with the telescopes these type of blanket statements, which is why we have people who go around talking about a lot of other stuff. And the, where people is a more challenging one because it's not only the educators that make generalizations and stereotypes and they do catchy things and they get passionate. I get passionate too, again. So I try to keep that in mind because I can probably 
if I go to the past of our episodes, find somewhere where I might have said something or, you know, this is where I don't go listen to the content. Okay, enough jit-chatter and jibber-jabber. So, as I was saying, the, it's, uh, it's uh, too, big, too good to be true. I say some of us people know how to love consistently since the beginning of our dating experiences, even as teenagers. It's called knowing yourself and knowing what you want in life. Simply put, it's a securely attached, functional adult, emotionally mature person. And you don't have to be an adult to be an emotionally mature, self-responsible person. Some of us are and have been our entire life because we are good with emotions and we know how to handle our emotions. We also know how to talk about them vulnerably and consistently, independently from if others are insecure, inconsistent, or with other attachment wounds and unresolved trauma safety behavior patterns. People that are emotionally mature and accountable know how to be direct communicators even if it makes us nervous to speak up, we'll still do it. We unconditionally love. We know healthy self-worth. We are self-empowered, differentiated selves, and we are consistently consistent in our relationships from the start. An educator on attachment and trauma using sayings like it's too good to be true creates stereotypes and generalizations around people and dating, as if every person on the planet can't know who they are or be consistent in love. Not everyone has a trust break. Not everyone projects their attachment wound, wounds, or trauma. Some people know how they want to show up to their relationships because they know who they are, what type of human they want to be. Please remember not to generalize. And when you end up in front of educational material that uses words that make it sound like everybody has to do things this way or that way, remember that they can't know everybody. It's not always easy to notice, but in time, your ears will begin to tell the difference. Take every moment and experience as it comes and know that some of us humans do know how to love. It's our nature. Restorative embodied self, secure attachment, functional adults, unconditional love, compassion, integration of the brain, human 101. So this is one of the reasons why it is not love that changes people. It is people who, if they want to, they notice, am I a type of person I want to be? And those who do consider themselves changed, if they went to good therapy, they will know that they have not changed. They have returned home to their true self. Those who want to throw at you biblical texts and ancient scriptures, and they are basically choosing that the ancients prevail above another group of subject matter experts, which are sciences and educators. Well, there you go. You got an adaptive child who's chosen one side of the coin of education. They're ancient need to be right. Those are called adaptive children. Grown-ups know that no human being is right, that ancients exist, and so do sciences, and we're not competing. We are using our actual human being left and right mode, and we have shiny, shiny anywhere we want, but the point here is this uh, person who shares what she shares doesn't know the securely attached person. I know one. It's my name. And I know that there's other people out there that will have loved and do love consistently, independently from all the human beings out there who basically lie to you because they don't know about good attachment information. And it's not something funny when people actually hear shit like this. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the lady really needs to rethink. She was all over this. 
in a very specific way. Take it slow, take it slow. I'm wondering, my first question is going to be, did you take it fast? Because you're really passionate about taking it slow. So I'm assuming you took a couple things faster more. I don't know, which one is it? Because, you, you know, you seem pretty adamant about that. And when you talk to a person who knows who they are, you're like, okay, you don't need to take it slow. Some of us, we know. On that note, um, there's a good way of pausing to make decisions in general. Put all of, so I just finished that side. We had a channeled guidance. We had a little side note from the video from yesterday. And now I'm going to share on the basis of how I was just explaining, when you know what you know, you don't like to wait, you don't want to wait. You got 24 hours, you want to get to it. In my personal lifetime, I'm 43, so I'm speaking right now from my subjective experience, the whole slow shit. It's about knowing, yes, of course, pausing is ideal. It gives you time. Sometimes you don't need time. <laughs> so, so the, but obviously there's a... There's a reason and a, and a why and a rhyme. And as a person here who knows always what I want, where I'm going, how I'm doing, I find it very few times that I am looking to the back, the past of me and saying, oh, I wish I would have known. Because anytime there, even if there's an, an incomplete step, quote unquote, I will find something from it. I will learn something from it. The part about not having that much time, it's not about urgency, okay? I just want to spell that out. There is a difference. So there's a good, good way that the universe balances us. Balances us. We're given what we are going to be, not needing, but what we are going to have that keeps us attentive to the well-roundedness of life. And yes, today you had... Two episodes, one of which, if I remember correctly, I share with you a bit about my back and, and we create a little um, sense out of some aspects, different aspects, human, spiritual and spirituality related. And on that note, this area, I am a person who is very, once I see it, I want it. Okay, done, 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 done. I'm, I'm, on, a, I'm on a roll. My lovely mother is a bit different when it comes to making decisions. So she will slow down and she likes to evaluate and and uh, there's a way that we will complete and complement, or at least looking at it for me. So what I'm saying is my mother can bring me that wisdom and keep, if you will, a way of me keeping in awareness the aspect of how to pace myself. However, I still lead with my pace. Okay, so our lovely planet, our lovely universe, our lovely energy, the sphere of consciousness, when you're doing your own dharma, this is for my individuals, you don't have to be a mystic, but you're part of this ascension spirituality, This you feel more than only the physical plane. Once you're in your dharma, you always know why every piece of your puzzle is where it's at, which is why we have a playground, which is why it's a balancing act, but it is not a hard, arduous, balancing act it is one that keeps you navigating those different spectrums of you while moderating you process you learn you take steps okay and you keep moving forward and on that note though you always ring by the own 
horn of your own bell, meaning you only do you. That's how it's supposed to be. You fall if you figure out what? What? You don't really fall. That's the point. You can't fall. That's why. There's no need to look at things that you will find are incomplete as failure. You will always have something that you will have learned from anything and anyone in any situation. And this is also why when you're pacing yourself, meaning you know who you are, you know what you want, you know where you're going, if you find love, you're not going to wait. But that's because you also, though, have a good compass. And a good compass means, you know, healthy self-worth. You're not superior and fear to me and I to you. It means you speak to me with respect. You look to me with the eyes of a person who knows, stand your ground. You're not my parent. I'm not your parent. Don't you dare, even with a little whiff of your nose, think that you're parenting me. This is the minute that if someone's parenting you, what they really are is a broken three-year-old heart that is defective in shame, and they want to take care of mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy, mommy, daddy, okay? So it isn't about people being energy vampires or dark auras, no. Either you have a securely attached person. If you do, you'll find direct communication. If you don't, you won't find communication. You're going to find something different. And the minute that we get a whiff of it, because it's like a fragrance, because their energy will immediately go to disrespect. Called disrespect when people human explain us. We just learn how not to say it because apparently we're the only ones with the three year old ego in town. <laughs> That's until you grow up and meet other three year old egos who are able to, again, do love and it's very easy. And no, it's not the lady that's all over the place with the whole going slow. I mean, I'm sure she's great at being able to handle people. Yes, like many others. I'm talking about something a little bit more spontaneous because, <laughs> yeah, there's a, okay. So I'm a solo polyamory person, anybody who's curious, which means many lovers. And yes, handling differences is very easy for me because of knowing where I'm headed and what I would want as a consistent. And it has nothing to do with a ball and chain. In fact, the minute that I can't have fun and I can't talk to you about my woo-woo-ness and my mysticism, that you're not taking me seriously is the minute that you can't be in my life because channeling is a serious deal. All of that, which is part of the plane of us and mystics, again, in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group. I'm good with being woo-woo lady, but my clairs are not woo-woo. And nor is the relationship with the sphere of energy. And on that note, it's very beautiful to be able and remember that our home is our body and our mind our brain, excuse me, with the mind, but also humanity, so that people out there can use the whole securely attached person to share with them that love is real. It doesn't change people. No, people can choose that they want to be self-regulated human beings. Be mature emotionally. Stop lying. Stop doing low self-esteem communication. We're just going to stand in our little prancy asses and be assholes. No, we actually aren't. But you better bet that people are triggered by us and it's not because we look like assholes. This is why the lady caught my eye even more because of the way she expressed. The way she expressed what she expressed was making it sound like love doesn't exist. That's very unfortunate. She just contradicted her entire career, basically. Even though she's helping people who need her, but she's also creating a disservice by saying that there are people who don't know how to love consistently. And so I will say... I've known how to love consistently and to be a direct communicator. Mm, doesn't mean that I got back any ounce of it. 
doesn't mean I didn't. We will leave that alone. The point that I'm trying to make is there's no need for a person to prove who they are when they know who they are, which is also why the right silence is what follows, because we're not going to waste our time with people who don't know how to speak up. You can't speak up while you're scared. I don't know what to do with you. I speak up and I'm scared just as much as you, but I know you have no weapon in your hand. Where, where's the weapon? There's no weapon. I'm not in a war. I don't need to be afraid of you physically. Oh, emotional. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot. Again, secure attachment lady here. I was held with equanimity. So again, the lady does a disservice to some of us, the ones of us who love spontaneously and directly because we know what we want. Go figure. Some of us know what we want. Wow, so many people. Yeah, it's not about being a guru, people. I've not done any yoga personally until I met Sadhguru, and I'm not a guru. I'm a human. And when I learn from the lovely, educated human beings who don't stereotype or generalize or get so excited, this isn't excitement. The lady was all over the going slow, going slow, going slow. I think she probably did like a whole portfolio of them. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Can you stop telling people how to take their relationships and give them? It's kind of like the other lady with the biblical text. Here, you want the perfect husband? Here, here, let me give him to you. I'm thinking of all those men. But they wanted those women. Okay, so see here. Here's, here's where an independent lover, I'm thinking both these individuals, they're educators. I got my bias. What's my bias? My lovely listeners of infinite higher human consciousness potential. I understand that I have no limitations and that I can go and see anything. Yes, that's the point. I get passionate about the fact that those two individuals just use their thetoscope shit and they made limiting consciousness statements. One of them basically saying that if you love from the get-go, oh, you must not believe it, which is a personal uh, experience because of meeting me personally, Maria. Liars, 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 pants on fire, including the lady over there, though, <laughs> who doesn't know herself. I know myself. I think she needs to figure out what her agenda is and why she's honing in on slowing down all the time but again just the, it was not any of that it's more of the fact that she used the word perfect and if it's too good to be true then it must not be so so she's really hitting that nail hard and some people do know what they want I've seen plenty of relationships and I shouldn't say plenty I've seen a number of relationships because plenty is you know we're eight billion so plenty is not actual number here but I've seen enough relationships of people who have taken it as fast as they wanted and they're great. And they work with therapists and they work with, okay, so the other lady with the biblical text and making your perfect husband. I mean, that one was just so, I swear, I don't even know how, <laughs> but I know she has a, I know I can see already the people that go to her. Oh my gosh, and I can see the men that want to go. So there's, a, there's an energy for every one of those groups of couples is what I'm thinking about in people. Okay, so yeah. Anyways, long story short, be loving, be compassionate, be welcoming, and remember, please, we all have shiny, shiny in our hiney, meaning our little stars, so all of us can get passionate about something. I get passionate about unconditional love because there are those of us who are consistently here, some of them... <laughs> have gotten here, some of you, and some will might want to be here. And it's not about slow or fast, people. And it's not about you needing proof. What you want to remember about those who have attachment wounds and trauma memory lingering potentially, and what I'm going to say is in personal childhood development trauma, 
what is serious business is not a stereotype and it isn't something that you're going to learn from an educator about it is something if you want to use your common human being sense and this one makes me sad because again we have a lot of mental health chit chatter but not enough who are speaking about those who have specific diagnoses not being devils demons or from hell but those people being individuals who have transgenerational trauma and they have childhood developmental trauma the first seven years of their life was somehow something happened okay because even daniel siegel see he says it doesn't mean there's mistreatment or maltreatment at home there are many aspects that have to do with a person and their brain development please people do not go and insult parents he is so great and so is bezel van der Kolk. and so here woo lady because sciences proves that human beings do not store within them any type of energy that is hurtful to you or any kind of soul that is hurtful to others i know the stories i was raised with them i know sciences and i am appreciative of good educators because they empower us and if you're a human in the enlightenment soul age group you're touched in a way by every person and it does not mean that we're not upset at those who are not here those who are not here it's not we are not here to correct people the angry part anger is the emotion of correction so when in a space of wisdom a person's heart and in my case wisdom is brought to me by bezel van der Kolk, daniel siegel stephen porges peter levine Janina Fisher, Julianne, all of my somatic and trauma experts. Jesus is in my corner for different reasons, but they're my wisdom because they give me words to give to you and to the IHP community. <clears throat> and it's, there's not this thing that so many people want to bring into the mix when they look at the globe. And the, <laughs> So I'm going to leave that one to the side because I have a lot of answers for that too. I'm a political science major. I know all about the system. Now, people who are adaptive children, they live a life based on an emotion called drama, which comes from biochemistry of fear, which comes from their nervous system being in a survival mode. They're modulated, embodied selves, not restorative. They have not yet returned home. They will not return home until they allow themselves to take it down a notch, look, and say, wait, my charge, not in equanimity, I'm not balanced, not doing dharma, I'm not speaking from the wisdom of my heart. Because when you are in your heart, in a ventral vagal, you feel your heart. When you're in a Kali mode or an angry mode, you don't feel your heart. You're going to feel a tenseness, your muscles are tense, your breathing is tense, you can barely feel the, the heart, is not, you, it's not in your presence. Now this is only if you're in, in tune with your body you don't have a relationship with your body you won't feel all these things i have introception I, i'm awakened to my sixth sense every person can be but you know not, not, i know not everybody has all these sensations i'm just describing again when you take all of the good research built in the last 50 years from the mental health the ones not the mass media ones not the ones who believe only in ancient texts or that have an agenda with what they're sharing i'm saying the ones who are looking at humanity there's an answer for all of the different important main clusters 
and I'm thinking of the antisocial group. And the antisocial personality, they will look to update that because most of them, I believe, is what they're finding is there's developmental trauma. So the brain didn't get to develop the first year of life. Your right mode brain is what is being, it's all nine, and that's what gets to be developed. But if you don't have the stimuli, there's areas that don't get the opportunity to be used. There, you're not a done deal, though. Neuroplasticity shows that you can actually grow your corpus callosum that connects your left and right mode. You can grow your hippocampus. You can grow your prefrontal cortex. How do we grow that? <laughs> Yoga, mindfulness, meditation, compassionate interventions. Those are pillars for the mind because they allow you to put those areas grow. They grow. The breathing, I don't know. I mean, it's not magic because, well, it's science. is magic that works. Spirituality already knew about sadhana working. The sciences people can explain to you why. Yoga is a ventral vagal portfolio nervous system exercises. Ventral vagal nervous system portfolio exercises. That's Stephen Porges who shared that with me. Basil van der Kolk shares how yoga also is supportive and so is dancing and music. Okay, so... When people, for example, with BP, borderline personality, they, if it comes from neglect, which is what I believe they're finding, the pleasure center is not stimulated in that first year because they're trying to get the attention, mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy, or mommy, daddy, or siblings, and they're not. So at a certain point, you're not, your brain's not getting, you're not firing, you're not wiring for that. You don't know what it's like to feel pleasure in your body. You're going to feel no pleasure. It means you're going to feel like, oh, life doesn't matter. Even if somebody demonstrates, wow, I'm so happy in my life, there's going to need, there's going to require a person's participation before they might feel alive on that. And the default mode network of people who have that level of childhood trauma, they don't have a turning on with the ventral vagal. They have a turning on with being re-traumatized, being in their hypervigilant state, being in dysregulated, dysfunctional patterns. So they need to become aware of first, true love, which is unconditional compassion, consistency, a person who is a whole mess of them. And only in time, as they compare and contrast what it feels like to build a healthy self-worth relationship, so somebody who's not actually treating them like a piece of shit, but who looks at them and says, you're whole, I'm whole, what's up? You're a shit, no, you're a shit, hey, come on over here, let's hug it out, okay? and so on and so forth. So the safety behaviors of traumatized people and attachment wounds are very, very much something that the wise educators teach us about and that we welcome the 5D mystic, enlightenment, functional adult. I raise my hand. And any one of you who is compassionate towards all humans and or 5D functional adult in the enlightenmental age group who raises their hands and knows there's no demon, devil, evil. There are people, if we want to use that word evil, they need a good therapist. They need to know that they have options. They can learn how to become whole again. And it's not in their modulated embodied self. And it's not in group mentality. And it's not by telling people you have to take it slow or you can't ever meet somebody who's going to consistently love you. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Seriously. Like, I swear, again, it's too good to be true. And this, it's too good to be true, is because people don't know enough securely attached functional adult people. So she must have not met 
securely attached functional adult people to think that every person cannot, from the get-go, want to be in a relationship with you and know what they're talking about. You know, actually, let's uh, end with this one. I've told people before, people that I was, yes, in relationship with, that I know what I want, which, I, which means, yeah, I don't change my mind. If I'm telling you I love you today, I will say it because I mean it, not because I pretend it. And sentences like this lady's have people who don't believe in love. There you go. So if you're going to take a leap of faith, obviously here, some of us, we don't think of it as bravery, but I'll say it's brave to, no, I love love. If you, if you choose love, you're never going to say no to love. And love is pure. And it means I welcome you for who you are. That's what love is. It's not, hey, here's a list of demands. You do exactly what I want, and that's what love is. No, that's fuck you. I'm lifting my middle finger right now. Oh, but you won't see it because I'm going to turn around without you even noticing because the minute that somebody does some shit like that, it's like, yeah, I think you got the wrong person. Go go, give lists to somebody else and uh, shove it. No, we, but the part about, yeah, lists, it's... Um, that's where our three-year-old comes up. Because, you know, parent gets respect from, from the whole three-year-old heart. And somehow we do understand when our parents are serious. And I'm talking about, like, my mother. So I know, like, do not <laughs> raise your hand at me. You know, like, kind of, because I forget. But those little things that kids do. Not, I never raise my hand. Don't, don't take things out of context, people. But my mother is very big about not using hands. And so she taught us, like any other parent, we'll have taught about respect. So it's automatic to just know things. And yes, using hands is not necessary or appropriate. In our day and age, we, we don't need that. Some people still use hands. That's unfortunate. We, we want to get them good, good help, but they need to want to go to therapy. Good therapy, by the way, not bad therapy with people who label and don't know their own shit and don't know how to, you know, kind of remember not to use those cliche stereotypes and sentences, please. It's too good to be true. Um, yeah, so again, it's an expression, right? But love is not too good to be true. It's actually quite clear what it is. And believing in people and who they are is very important. So if a person reveals themselves to be chasing a feeling because they have an attachment wound, so they're insecurely attached, they have trauma safety behavior, so they have trauma lingering and a lot more dysregulated dysfunctional. So they basically don't mean what they say. And once that feeling has been caught, now they're like, oh, I don't want you anymore. Nothing's going to happen to a person who's loving. We, we in fact, will understand because we're grown-ups. We know how to handle, quote-unquote, rejection. It's not rejection. So when we're in love, we're not chasing because we know how to love. Those people who love, that's why we won't ever say no to love because... If you are chasing a feeling, you're already one in a fear modality anyways because your nervous system is in a hyper-vigilant state. We'll notice that you went down a notch or so and the inconsistencies will start to rise from your own trauma safety behaviors. And that will become number two data point, but you're still a whole human. You're not gonna, we're not going to treat a person like a piece of shit because they don't know how to consistently be direct, communicate, be loving, be kind, be a person, and we're not going to have to take it slow with the next person because somebody, so this is what I'm trying to get at. There's no need to generalize or do stereotypes if you're a grown-up in your body. 
because it means you know how to use your brain, your left and right mode. You know how to self-regulate your nervous system. You know how to be your own safe haven, secure base. So this is one of the components of a solo poly secure person. It's polyamory with secure attachment. It's solo because we're not couple-centric. We have a life. We're busy with it. When we allow ourselves to engage in relationships, it's always a bonus. I was a teenager and this was the case. Not the solo polyamory because I didn't have that option for my generation. But love is easy. In fact, anybody who makes love hard, they don't know love yet. And what I learned as a grown-up is I was right when I was a teenager. Why would I shut my heart off when I know how to love? When I know how to be consistent as a friend, as a lover, as a person? Why would I start treating you like a piece of shit when I would never treat myself like a piece of shit? That sounds kind of contradictorial to treat myself like a piece of shit. Unless I have a defectiveness button going on. Okay, so all of what I'm learning as a grown-up, I'm presenting to you in different ways. But as a kid, I still knew this because I did get held in equanimity and I had the driver of self and a differentiated self. Here's my three-year-old. You're hearing it, but it's a very mature version. Any person can get here if they decide, I will treat you how I want to be treated. And then they'll wait and say, do I treat myself in a way that is right? Because the right way would be that I don't be my asshole or my bitch or my cheerleader or any of the lovely little shiny, shiny. It would be that I feel from my heart, you know what? I, there's nobody who can be me. There's only one body. I can see my feet. I can see my hands. I can see my ass. I can see my head. You know, nobody had my upbringing. Nobody had my subjective experiences. Nobody can think and feel the same way I do, but we are all human, so we're all mediocre. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. It's called healthy self-worth, asshole. Oh, no, I don't live with my prehistory ancestors. I don't need to beg for your forgiveness or have any of that shit. So, again, we're here, by the way, the secure attachment people, for the ones who want to get over here, because you know how much it makes me sad to know those who were shamed. Let me read one of our lovely psych educators. Because see, this is what makes Kali come up when we find out poor people. But then those same poor people, they project and they actually protect the people that they're codependent on. That's the saddest part. So here, Ashley Vigil Otero. Trauma means having had to submit to someone or something overwhelming. And that feeling of having to submit is a humiliating feeling. It's a feeling of powerlessness. This is the intricate world of trauma with a training course on defectiveness. And it gives a deeper understanding of how feelings of inadequacy can impact a person that is a trauma survivor. And it talks about evidence-based strategies to help people reclaim their self-worth and heal. Okay, so I'm a person who doesn't need to reclaim my self-worth or my healing. This is what a 5D mystic in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group or a 5D functional adult is. He's, a, he's securely attached. This is why, again, as the lady points out, it's not true. She points out the opposite. I'm saying it's not true that when you meet someone that it might be too good to be true. No. You await and see what happens as you move along the story of a journey called a relationship that's a potential relationship. And in time, if they can be there, it's because they will be a securely attached whole person. That's all. No need to put love in the middle of it or slow down or speed up. That has nothing to do. Timing is not what's going to give you any data 
No, no. It's what you and another person. But as I was saying, the powerlessness, the humiliation. So people who are adaptive children, they project their idealized relationships. And so that's a whole way that a person who is already mature emotionally, we will have had plenty of experiences with people who we know as liars. Liar, liar, pants on fire. But because there's an overwhelming majority of people who have fear to speak up, because it's not only trauma, safety behavior, and attachment wounds. No, we got people who grew up to be teenagers and said, ah, life is so unfair. And there you go. And you got people who are just doing that. And so when they decide to be assholes and dickheads, uh, it's more like uh, that one video from the guy where he is pointing out how this guy basically friend zoned himself. And now he's saying, oh, well, there used to be good, nice guys, but then they basically pretend to be friends of some girl and then they want more, but the girl's not doing anything to be with them. They're just being their friends. So who's the liar? She didn't know you liked her as more than a friend. You didn't say anything. What do you want? And if you say something and then they say, no, well, that's a different story. Then you can decide, do you want to be friends or not? Relationships for grown-ups are always beautiful. We don't have to have you as our boyfriend, girlfriend. Actually, see, here's where for, again, solo poly here. Titles are not a thing because that's diminishing any of the bonds that I have. They're not a word. They're their names and they have personalities and they're beautiful just the way they are. They are happy in life. It's called compersion. When we are happy for our loved ones that are happy, and it doesn't mean they're in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, or that they're securely attached. No, their happiness, they've chosen their state of consciousness. Grown-ups know how to live independent, grown-up relationships. We don't do codependent. Differentiation of the self means I'm my safe haven, secure base. I take care of my nervous system and what I want to do in 24 hours. So do you. If we have fun together, it's because we can. And if I am in an emotional, distressful situation, nervous, upset, sad, and you're secure, you're going to be able to always lift me up. I won't be a trigger. If I'm a trigger and you're not aware of your own triggers and you don't care to take care of our relationship, because you don't regard that moment of reactivity as something you want to take accountability for, ownership with, and then speak to me with. I will not need to blacklist you in any way, shape, or form the minute you begin to whatever, react and project with safety behavior trauma stuff from patterns that are dysfunctional, dysregulated. I won't participate. Oh, I will know how to respectfully decline to participate while also saying, what's going on? I don't understand. Do you have anything to add? I, I'm still unclear. And maybe if need be, depending on where this goes, I'm going to have to say no. You, 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 I must not have made myself clear. Or you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. I was totally wrong because I did not know how to ensure that I would be clear enough. Let me, let me now rectify my mistake. So grown-ups know how to say, you know what? So sorry. Emotionally, we're obviously on a different page. Mentally, we're in a different page. It is not personal. No, no, no. It is. You and I are so different that we don't have a match when it comes to certain arenas. It's actually normal. That's what life is called. That's what people is called. That's what relationships. It's not about slow or fast. No. And I love you just the same as yesterday. I just know that with all of the data that we've shared together, we obviously are not a match of X, Y, Z, D, E, F, G, 
What do you think? Don't you agree? I guess we do agree, don't we? And usually we will find an agreement because that's exactly what happens when you treat another human being as whole independently from their insecure attachment, trauma, safety, behavior, liar, liar, pants on fire. Because see, again, I know people that have, what is it? Please appease, attach, cry, collapse, submit, safety, behavior, nervous. They're all over the place. They're all over the place, believe me. I've seen so many of people. And I'm talking in the years, 43 years of life. Yes, men, I'm so sorry. I really don't like stereotypes. Personally, I, I detest them because they diminish humanity to the extent that is the extent but when i say my loved ones are beautiful they are beautiful just the way they are but ask me about if they are functional adults in the enlightenment soul age group that's a whole different story because to get to your enlightenment soul age group means you need to have the fragments of you in the forefront which means to hold on to all that is emotional that means knowing your nervous system that means knowing your brain mm-hmm. that means knowing how to talk about everything without making it into a big deal and not offending me, and not calling me woo-woo lady, for example, or evil bitch, or any of it. It means actually being able to be a grown-up. So on that note, I, I don't have any people that I would say have necessarily defined me that, at least not to my face, but that's okay, because, you know, at the end of the day, to be able to speak a truth requires a person to know themselves. I, on the other hand, I speak truth very easily, might I add, and sometimes I've had to apologize, because I get a little bit in harshness but you know what one thing i don't do i don't lie i don't lie to somebody about what my idea is of where i want to go or what i want to do no 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 it's very direct even if it's not coming out in the way it should and there's no should really in how a person's going to be if i'm going to be myself i'm not going to be i should do this no i am this what do you want to do about it you don't like it cool peace peace out ciao that's it Life is fun. Life is too short to be with people who don't know how to stay in love, be in love, and they want to talk about love. So again, here's where I got passionate because when we talk about love, it was never ever for any person who knows the word for real hard to choose because it's I love you the way I love myself. The ones who don't know how to love themselves, we get it. They have, and that's why. They have attachment wounds and trauma safety behaviors. My heart goes out to every person with compassion. So their projection, it's easily always been catched. And even if not easily, it will have been caught, processed, transmuted with love. That's what a 5D mystic does, not cancel people or talk about them as energy vampires, FYI, or about spiritual warfare, FYI. So when you hear 4D mystics talking to you about shit like that, they are not people that I think should... <laughs> But that's the part. I am not all of 8 billion people. And those mystics are there for the same people who live pseudo-aliveness. They have trauma memory lingering in their brain. They still believe in devil and demons. And they don't look up people like Patrick McNamara and find out about neuroscience, the good subject matter experts. No, no. They like their actual ancient silverback subject matter experts. So they get to build their little breadcrumb of trails to say, no, no, Maria, here, here's proof. Here's a demon in a body. I'm not going to accept that we have charged and child parts and we can work it out. No, no, I don't want to accept that all humans can become whole. I'm choosing to say, nope, I disagree. No, all humans cannot be whole because I need to be, and my, my group needs to be the more special group. Our group over here with all these theories has to be special. <laughs> Yeah, okay, uh, bye, have fun with your group, I'm going to go to people who like all of human beings, because it's fun over here, 
I don't like it when people are being snobs. I mean, I know that I'm very basically straightforward with my healthy chit-chat, but it's in a very different way. It's the sad guru way. You're a shit. No, you're a shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh-uh-huh. No, you more. And we hug it out. Thank you, sad guru, for being here. Thank you. Thank you. And good night, Mike. Okay, so we've run out of time. I didn't think I was going to make this long of an episode, but it's worthy for my lovely, lovely HP community. Tune back in again tomorrow. These types of channel guidances for the first part might happen again. I felt really called to do that. So have a wonderful day, everyone. And thank you for stopping by.